There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode six of season one of Resident Alien. I'm feeling better about saying season one, which I'm I would think about. so. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I, I'm not going to promise it because we know sci-fi too well, but I know one thing. And they're listening and they're going, oh, oh, you like it? Yeah. Oh, Vito. But no. Just remember, always hashtag sci-fi when you're tweeting along. Yes. And uh, that helps. Although they're all very active. Oh, yeah. Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Twitter on uh, Wednesday night is always a lot of fun. That's for sure. So fun. (laughs) So what did you think of this episode? Well, (laughs) little Mr. Green Alien got (laughs) green-eyed. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, oh, look at this okay all right this he's gonna screw up i i just kept thinking this is where he messes up right and he came close <laughs> and you know what all the way to the end because that last moment that we see right because we don't know like what's gonna happen next true i'm thinking maybe he did mess up right oh absolutely now yeah, if he too. yeah if he bent down and grabbed the car and tossed it then yeah they would figure out that he He's not human. <laughs> right, right. So. But, I, yeah, I thought this was pretty funny with some of this stuff. And it's like, okay, some more light being shed on the bigger puzzle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying not to say things right now. It's like, I don't want to spoil it. Because if you haven't watched episode six at this point, why are you listening to us? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we want you to listen, but this is all a spoiler. So yes. don't listen to us first. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I guess give you something that isn't a spoiler okay. episode five ratings what we got ratings i just happened to go back and take a peek and see how our show was doing well episode five ended up being the 10th rated cable show for the day with nice. 1.241 million viewers and a 0.23 in adults 18 to 49 i went damn okay let's go back and see how a couple of previous episodes did well episode 24 was 29th with just over a million viewers and episode 3 was all the way down to 44th with only 800,000 so it's picking up steam yes yes that's because everyone's finally hearing about how awesome Alan Tudyk is (laughs) in this weird awkward role absolutely (laughs) and speaking of episode 5 we've got some feedback that made it in within minutes of the episode being released of course 
So we're going to let you hear what our friend Jazz thought about the episode. Hello, this is Jazz with a Season 1, Episode 5 review of Resident Alien. I personally love puns and comedy, so this show is right up my alley. I love the beginning of the episode with the bra trifold, giving directions on how to actually have a date, essentially, and how to get to, I guess, Step 3. So it, it sort of worked for him, and talked about dogs and cats and all the various problems you might have with being a human. All within three lovely little trifold pages. I totally thought that the sheriff was an absolute jerk, turd, and quite a few other four-letter words. And is very abusive to live, especially breaking her yo-yo and then not even apologizing he did it and then blaming her for it, which is pretty much a narcissist, horrible person. And I really enjoyed having his father break him down a couple of pegs because he totally deserved it. And I might have felt less bad about it if he hadn't been such a grr jerk about it. So he totally deserved to get knocked down a peg or 40. And so I was thinking, Harry reminds me of Sophia from the Golden Girls who has no filter. <laughs> I think that's rather accurate <laughs> in many ways. He always says things he shouldn't at the wrong time. Oddly enough, he's finally becoming fond of people that he works with and has a wife and decided to finally figure out how to make things happen between the two of them, although it was a good thing she sang to him, because that seemed to get him in the mood. Although I doubt that they wore a condom, so maybe they'll have little alien babies later. That could be interesting. And time flies when you're having fun. Jay finding the files, I thought was a well-done plot device of how she found out who her mother was. She should have also seen how young her mother was, probably about her same age now, so she hopefully later will take that into account and not give her quite so much flack for that, because that is definitely a hard thing to do. There was Grandpa, I thought was cool, saying, you know, family don't pay, and she's like, well, in that case, give me two burgers and a pie, and actually smiles for the first time in a while. So she doesn't begrudge her grandpa any, evidently. And it takes a lot of chutzpah for the new wife to actually decide to break into her husband's basement, even after noticing that he's been acting weird, but accepts him anyways, even though he's had a total personality shift. I don't think I could do that. And took care, made some steaks, and I guess he was drinking milk all this time. So, aside from eating out at the diner. So everybody hates something, including snoring. So, you know, that's very universal for many spouses and partners. So that makes perfect sense. You know, I guess she can survive another light. Was was rather humorous. I liked that. And she likes him even though he's different. So I appreciate that too. And I thought it was a different twist in order for the kids to come to a truce. Since he's probably tried to kill Max four times. And it was a very smart way of, of getting them to come to agreement and both begrudgingly shaking each other's hand. Grr. And then we're able to ask questions like, you know, what's with the, you know, graffiti on the ground and, you know, all the crop circles and what's with folding pizza? Why do you do that? And so afterwards, he, he rather no longer hated them and enjoyed having somebody to ask all the weird questions with. So that's growth for both of them. I love the fact that Linda Hamilton is coming into the mix. I think that she's a military general from Area 51, although I don't know if they're allowed to say Area 51 or not. 
Maybe they'll say close to 50 or something. And it makes perfect sense that you would knock off people because black ops do that with impunity. And then they make it look like an accident later. Like the truck guy decided to have a car wreck or something and somehow snapped his neck. So that makes perfect sense. Although not everybody is in on the all the facets of the jobs, which is why the woman cracked the guy's neck and the other guy was going, that wasn't part of our direction. And she's like, well, it's part of mine. So that makes perfect sense from the military. They do all sorts of stuff like that. It could also be that they were the ones who took down all the flyers of Harry and not actually Harry. It could be, you know, hey, we don't want people thinking they're aliens here because if they think that it's, you know, something we can't begrudgingly put under, you know, crazy people, then we might have to bomb it off the face of the earth like they did for Monona Earp and quite a few other towns actually already in real life history, but I digress. Uh, there's a new doctor in the in the mood now that Harry has decided that he likes the town, generally. You know, there's a new person coming to town going, hey, I'm the new doctor. And he immediately doesn't like them because he kind of likes his crew now. And it would not surprise me any to have it be the military who decided to stick him in there so that he could make sure that Harry got abducted and things went back to normal for the town. You never know. Could all be very interesting. So hopefully Liv will watch the bully sheriff get hit in the nuts repeatedly again, because he certainly deserves it. The actor, however, is very nice and very funny on Twitter. So I enjoy it very much. I think I'll continue watching. And uh, that's all for Jazz. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Jazz. Thanks, Jazz. I have to say that the flyer thing, I don't think they've made it to the town. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's them. Yeah, we don't know. We we haven't seen them in town, at least. True. So, them. I don't think it's them. That sounds so (laughs) ominous, too. A killer couple. (laughs) (laughs) For right now. Yeah, pretty much everything you've said. We couldn't agree more about Sheriff Mike and the way he treats Liv. And I mentioned on the last pad- podcast that I kind of think he's got part of his attitude from his dad because he gets it all the time. So he's got to find somebody to give it back to. But yeah, him being a narcissist, you totally see it. Yeah. Like in everything, because he dismisses anything that he doesn't say. Right. Or if he doesn't think you're important enough. Right. And it's just oh it just irks me so much but i kind of feel like yeah he's been kind of uh bullied at home right and you always see that bullies tend to bully or people who've been bullied tend to bully like if it's in their life all the time so maybe that's what it is and maybe he'll uh come around but i don't know because you see those little moments where he gets like happy and nice yeah occasionally but uh, (laughs) i don't know yeah i wouldn't be too upset if he got hit with a couple more bowling balls though yeah (laughs) and your call on uh, sophie from the golden girls is absolutely true he (laughs) harry has no filter (laughs) that is funny i didn't even think about that until you said it (laughs) like yeah you just want to see him like i don't even you know instead of sicily whatever year it's like whatever planet he's from you know (laughs) stardate blah 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 yeah you just want to see a randomly say it i i love the trifle it's like it keeps changing every episode 
episode, so I think that's hilarious. (laughs) And I didn't even think, oh, God, what could they have, like, alien babies? I'm going to think no. Right. But you never know. That would be messed up because (laughs) she's already, I don't know about you, but I feel like she's a little wackadoo. Right. So that would really put her over the edge. I don't think Isabella can handle it. No, I don't think she's got the fortitude to do that. Well, (laughs) I mean, she had the fortitude to break into his basement. (laughs) Yeah, wackadoo. Yeah. (laughs) Telling you, she just seems a little crazy. Yeah, and I could sit and watch Alan Tudyk and the kids shoot questions back and forth to each other for hours. That would just be gold. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Told you, he's a treasure. I love him. Yep. And we do agree that Corey is an amazing actor. We don't like his character, but we do like him on Twitter because he is a lot of fun. And we're starting to, I mean, lives on Twitter now. And she's starting to get a little more active and liking some of our tweets. And so she's replied to quite a few. Yes. Corey likes them. Yeah. Liv will, um, I'm I'm saying her real name wrong. Like, I'm forgetting her real name in a second. I'm sorry. But she replies to our stuff. Alan hasn't yet. Yeah. But Resident Alien, their actual page replies to us a lot too. Oh yeah, he definitely does. Yes. So um I think it's great. And and like we've said with other shows, you have to separate the actor from the role. So Corey, we still like you. We just hate your character right yes. now. <laughs> and if we ever actually get him on the show, I will tell him that too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But he gets a little bit in this episode. (laughs) So, as always, thanks a lot, Jazz. And we're looking forward to hearing from you again. Let's get into episode six, Sexy Beast. (laughs) And you see that and you go, oh, no. (laughs) Harry copes with jealousy when the mayor hires an annoyingly perfect new town doctor. Oh, my God. It was so funny just seeing how jealous he was getting all of a sudden. It's like, what is this? this it was just weird yes it was but we open with a lighthouse and attendant with a clock fetish and his daughter watching 1960s tv show lost in space is that what that was yes (laughs) danger robinson oh i must have missed it actually saying that i would have picked it up then yeah probably because i was so taken with all the clocks i'm like what's going on with all (laughs) the the clocks clocks. exactly and a lightning strike seems to knock out the TV and all of the clocks suddenly stop working. She gets her father's attention and points to the clocks that have stopped and he wonders what's going on and then the power goes out. This is probably not going to be good. He grabs a flashlight for each of them and they head upstairs to the top of the lighthouse and as he tries to get the But wait, the power didn't just go out. (laughs) Because that's when weird things happen to the clock. Right. Because the pendulum on the clock just being stuck out to the side. side yes i'm looking around going oh gosh what are they going to show us what jump scare are we going to get right because yeah they go up to the front windows and look out and you figure we're going to see harry at the door or something <laughs> but no yeah and then we find out they're in a lighthouse because he's like oh no we have to tr- get the light back on right. i seriously thought he was just putting the flashlight in that big like i don't know what it's called wherever the big light bulb goes right <laughs> i'm like i guess it would work if you push it i I don't know. I thought it was like weird. Like, what is he going to do? Right. But then, no, let's just get weirder, shall we? Yeah. Because <laughs> as he's trying to get the beacon working, his daughter tells him the rain has stopped. Okay. 
<laughs> is it in midair or? I thought it had all frozen. Right. Like that's like I thought because the sound stopped. It, I couldn't tell, but I thought it was just like freezing. Right. Until she said, oh, no, it stopped. It's like, yeah, wait a second. That was coming down pretty hard. Yes. That would have been a super fast storm. Not that they don't happen, but that would have been weird. Yes, especially. Well, we don't know exactly where they are. They've got to be somewhere near the, an ocean, you would imagine, with the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see many of those in like Colorado Nebraska. or New Mexico. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he eventually joins her and they both see an alien ship right on top of their lighthouse. I love how she's like taking a bunch of pictures. Yes, with her Polaroid. <laughs> I don't remember Polaroids having that many, like, I want to say. in a pack? No. Yeah. It was like yeah. 10 at the most. Because she was like, just click, Snap click, click, up, and like... you just kept seeing it kind of fly behind her. And at first, I thought this might have been a backstory for our um, killer couple female, but it wasn't. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was starting to think that too, but we do at least get some answers. Oh, yeah. So we go check in on Harry and Isabella, and Harry's waking up thinking that he was having a dream of being suffocated by her sexual organs and can almost feel her hammy breath on his face. <laughs> oh, she's still there. Okay. Yeah, because Isabella's laying there just staring at him. She loves watching him sleep as we get Barry Manilow's Can't Smile Without You playing in the background. And you go, oh, no. <laughs> I just... I just want to say, like, I'm sorry, but when I said she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs earlier, this just seemed to make it worse. Oh, I know. Because I'm sorry. I don't care if you're a morning person. You really wake up with a huge freaking smile on your face and you're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously not a morning person over here. Right. So if you really are a morning person and you wake up and you're like all snow white, ready to greet the day, <laughs> we can't be friends, at least until afternoon. I'm just saying. <laughs> and yes, I know. Because uh, <laughs> a few years ago, we were doing Doctor Who and... <laughs> oh, God, it was so early. Corey in Australia. And yeah, we had some 7 a.m. Uh, Central Time podcast. And Sean was I think not I fell asleep on him a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I stay up really late on the weekends. What do you yeah. want? So we get a shot of them skipping rocks in the lake, or at least Ella Isabella was. <laughs> well, until till she screwed around and threw one at Harry, and then he like whipped one at her. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, because yeah, she just kind of tosses it, you know, trying to show him that you throw it sidearm, not overhanded. <laughs> And he throws his overhand and probably a fastball because she goes reacted like it hurt. <laughs> and then we go inside and see them arm wrestle and Harry wins without breaking her arm, surprisingly. And she leans over to kiss him and they fall into the floor. Yeah, again. Okay, really? What kind of weird Brady Bunch thing is happening? <laughs> I mean, come on. You've been married for a while, Steve. I've right. been married for a while. <laughs> Even on vacation, when we've got nothing to do and we are not stressed, we don't do this crap. No. <laughs> 
Like, no. I guess maybe their relationship hadn't been for years and years when we get the flashback of them meeting. So maybe that they're still, or at least Isabella is still in the, the playful mood. Yeah. Even though she's went through all this, no calls, no emails, no nothing on the divorce. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is just <laughs> too, like, stage five clinger here is what I'm feeling. Right. It's like, get out, Harry. Even, even yeah. not real Harry. I can understand him needing out because she is like over the top. Right. And then the cake. Yeah. I mean, okay, you deck, you, you make a cake, slap some frosting on it. That's what I do. My husband's happy. I just make a cake. And she's all like, let me do all of this with this New York skyline and Statue of Liberty. And I love New York. But okay, yeah. you're an artist. Go paint. Right. I, I can't with this. This is just, it was so sugar saccharine sweet, sweet yeah. yeah and of course I'm while not mad at harry with what's coming that's all i'm gonna say yeah she asks for some food <laughs> coloring and harry grabs a bottle of alcohol which ella isabella tells him will knock her out well maybe just one glass and <laughs> he fills her glass again as she puts the heart on the cake and then again sitting by the fire as he after he dumps his behind the couch yeah i'm like where did that garbage can come from because that's what it looked like. Right. And then we see him playing cards and Isabella's head goes limp <laughs> and passes out and Harry taps her just to make sure. Yeah, that was kind of funny when she's all like, oh, do you want you want me to pass out and have another, was it art walk like before? Yeah. Ha 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 ha. And he's like, ha ha, yes, let's have some alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and immediately like, hmm, this yeah. is a good idea. And yeah, when she passed out, she wasn't kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> like is the, I've never drank so much that I passed out. So that was pretty impressive how much she passed out. Right. So this gives Harry the opportunity to get down in his basement and work on his anti-gravitational unit, which needs to have one more piece to complete. And this is where we get the whole sexy, sexy beast because he thinks that men who work on engines are called sexy beasts. And if women could see him flying his ship, he would have to beat them off with a stick. Oh, I thought he... Okay, I misunderstood what he said then. Because <laughs> I thought he said they would beat me off with a stick. And I'm like, what have you been watching? Yeah. And you did not understand that. Yeah. Because I have in my notes, apparently, the wrong long phrase. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, okay, Harry, no, no, don't say that in public either, please. Yes. <laughs> and then we get a flashback four months ago. We have our male half of the killer couple who happens to be military reporting that fighter pilots over the Strait of Hormuz engaged an unidentified aircraft and then it vanished. And he tells the group of bigwigs around the table that he picked up the same signature second Seconds later over Colorado, and the only explanation is teleportation. Then it dropped in at altitude and crashed in New Mexico. So I'm thinking, okay, that must mean that Patience, Colorado is right there on the border of Colorado and New Mexico. I was wondering, and I was like, can I pull up the map and look? Because <laughs> I was really starting to wonder why it's like, oh, we're back and forth. and Right, yeah. Yeah, they've got to be close? really that close. Yeah. Southern Colorado borders up against New Mexico, having lived in 
northwestern New Mexico for a time. And Linda Hamilton, otherwise known as General McAllister, informs him that two things give her pause. Teleportation and little green men. Yeah, I love it when she says that. And the guy's like, I I didn't say little green men. Man, yeah. (laughs) But didn't you? No. (laughs) And then she goes to just scaring the pee out of him. By asking him if the pressure of his position is starting to choke him as she gets closer and closer. I had a very Doctor Who moment. Doesn't he look tired? It's like, whoa. And yeah, once he she gets right up on him, he goes, well, at this moment, yeah. And so she mentions, well, maybe you need to take a medical leave to get rid of some of your stress. And the next thing we know, he's walking to a car with a box of stuff. That's not good. No, it. And that shell-shocked look on his face, like, what just happened? Yeah. (laughs) And he puts the box in the trunk, gets in the car, and here's the general telling him he was right as she's sitting in the back seat. (laughs) Just freaks him out. Yeah, but it's like, what the hell? Exactly. Then what was that all about? And basically, I'm like, uh, uh, what? And she basically tells him that, yes, that was an alien ship, but if the crash evidence goes up the chain of command, it'll be swallowed up into a class black hole and she's not gonna let that happen and oh by Didn't the she w- say again yeah i think so <laughs> i because i thought that was pretty interesting on the nose <laughs> yeah it's like oh were you working with area 51 or something right well saying that we find well we'll get to it with it and that'll give us a little more explanation <laughs> now and oh by the way he gets to find the ship as this one is off the books uh-huh, which he gets all excited. And then she tells him she he can't tell anyone as he shows a picture of him and his girlfriend. Oh, my God. And what's the first thing he says? Oh, don't worry. She won't say anything. That's just my girlfriend. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Do you not know what? anything? <laughs> Obviously, you don't understand what a classified mission is. Right. And he gets shocked again by a knock on the window, and it's his new partner informing him that he just broke up with his girlfriend via via text, and it's kind of rude. That was not right. No. (laughs) He wonders how she got her number, and the general introduces her as Lisa Casper, his wife, and tells him that the two of them are going to get her a ship. Yeah. It's like, wait, his wife? Yeah. Why did they have to be married for this? They could have just been, like, dating. Right. You know, I'm like, this poor man is going to end up dead. That's all I kept thinking. That's a very strong possibility. So we go to the clinic as Harry walks in the break room and starts to pour a cup of coffee, but doesn't realize it's still perking, so it just keeps running down, which causes Harry to panic and call for help. Of course, Asta comes in and Harry tells her it's leaking, and she goes, no, it was making coffee. It's like, put the pot back there. (laughs) He puts the coffee cup, (laughs) although people do that a lot when they want a fresh cup, but still. And Harry informs her that she should have Jay clean it up, and she tells him that they won't be seeing her anytime soon. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. Harry mentions the lying about birthing her, which she agrees, but would like to talk to her, but is giving her space. And then Sheriff Mike and Liv come in, and 
We get Mike moaning and groaning about how the ba- their break room is so much smaller. <laughs> Liv tells him, well, it'd sure be a damn long walk to get coffee. <laughs> right. We should trade. It's like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're so weird. Yes. <laughs> and then I love the whole coffee thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Harry mentions their coffee maker leak. And then men, Liv mentions wanting an espresso, but Mike calls it the devil's work as it's only one cup. How do you fit so much coffee in that one little pot? It's just not right. It's like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at Mike here going, Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it works. I only get the the coffee stuff for people who come over. I don't drink coffee. I'd rather have tea <laughs> and hot chocolate. So, of course, ask, ask them what they're doing there. And Mike informs him that the toxicology report proves Sam was poisoned by botulism toxin. Oh, and my God. And, and this is just so funny. I'm oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and wants to know what Harry knows about it. <laughs> Harry tells the him. The explanation. <laughs> Harry, you sound like a kid who didn't do the report. Like the required reading for the report. <laughs> yeah. Because he just tells him people die from botulism toxin. And he kept saying it like it kept getting worse and worse. It's like me talking, trying to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and- botulism toxin is dangerous and you can be killed by botulism toxin being yeah. injected. And I'm like, All right, okay. So yeah. You might get want him to dig into it more. And Ben comes in and informs Harry that he's off the hook as the new doctor is here. Yippee! And on one hand, I'm thinking, okay, this will help, right? But on the other hand, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like things are not going to go right. No. So, of course, Ben invites them to come meet him. And after Mike and Liv leave, one of the nurses comes in and says, it sure be nice to have something to look at for once. (laughs) Uh, Harry's like, what? What are you talking about? I am handsome. And And was it it? And even ravishing. <laughs> like, oh, no. What? Yeah, but I mean, how do you say it? What's the modern term? Even ravishing? It's like, oh, that's not a modern term, dear. No. <laughs> no. What have you been watching? Because I don't think they they said that on Law & Order. Just no, I don't think so either. So Ben introduces them to the very accomplished Dr. Ethan Stone. Then he introduces Asta Mike and Liv to the doctor, who makes Mike happy by calling him Big Black. Harry speaks up, and Ben introduces Harry to Ethan, who tells Harry he heard great things about him. (laughs) So Harry goes, what? Who? Huh? (laughs) Who told you what? And then Ethan admits he was just being polite. And I'm like, oh, so close, Harry. Because I think Harry got nervous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then when you see Mike all happy, oh, he called me Big Black. And I'm like, no. I love it. Everyone's like shaking their head like, no, don't. Don't do that. Nobody calls him that. Really? So Mike asks Ethan about botulism toxin poisoning and is told it's nasty stuff and comes up with the same conclusion that Harry did. That, yeah, he was poisoned and he was trying to give himself a trichotomy. Did Harry get credit for that? No. (laughs) Ben mentions the burnt coffee smell and Ethan offers to take a look, but Harry tells him he's already fixed it. Yeah, it's like, "Mm, okay, you can already see it. Like, it's not sitting well with Harry. And to be honest, with the new doctor, I wasn't feeling him either because I'm like, oh, he seems really full of himself over the top yeah very much so and it's like uh. yeah yeah <laughs> of course mike has to say well now that we have a man of science they should be able to wrap it up quickly and harry i was kind of pissed with that come on oh absolutely 
Like, listen, you jerk. I mean, Harry's weird, but you're a jerk. Yes. And Ethan didn't tell Mike anything that Harry didn't tell him already. I mean, just you still got to figure out who did the poisoning. Right. So, yeah. But of course, Harry runs up there and stands right in front of Ethan as he's talking to Mike and informs him that they should talk to the person who stole a prescription pad. And you see Asta just go, no, Harry. Why? Yeah. Asta tells them that they she reported it to the state board and Mike thanks Harry for the tip. Harry tells him now that he solved the murder, he's going to go clean out his desk. So, of course, Ben comes in and thanks Harry for all he's done and gives him a cinnamon-scented candle he made. Oh, my God, his face, too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, when he smelled it. That was funny. And Harry just drops it in a bag and drops it into the trash can. And as he's leaving the office, he informs Ben that Max isn't sick after all. And as Ben questions whether Harry misdiagnosed his son, of course Ethan hears that and says that can't be good and offers to give a second opinion. Yeah, well, that was going to go over like a lead balloon. Oh, yeah, because Harry changes his tune and once again tells Ben that Max needs to go to the institution. Harry, <laughs> you're digging yourself deeper and deeper. So Mike and Liv are with Aston. Mike tells her that he comes on strong and he just radiates power and he can't help it. And we get a great look from Liv. <laughs> like, really? But she's not the only one that loves Sam as he took care of Mike's dad for the past five years. Uh-huh. That so do you think back. that's why Mike has got such an attitude with Harry? I it mean, might be, yeah. It just seems weird, but... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think more of Mike's problem is... Because Harry's just a little different, right. and he can't handle That's different. That's polite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say what Mike really thinks of him. <laughs> he just thinks he's stupid. Come on. Yeah. So Mike tells her that if she knows anything else, now's the time to tell them is they're on the same team. And they weren't before. Not if Harry was there, I guess. Asta tells him at first that she thought Sam had taken the pad for his insulin and goes to her locker and gets out the script and tells him they should talk to the kid that goes to the high school because it was written days after Sam died. And we see Harry leaving the clinic and he is happy to have his freedom back. Then he adjusts his pants because it keeps sliding to the right. <laughs> I was dying. Yes. And in my notes, I'm like, how do I write? I just wrote pants issue because yeah. it's like, <laughs> how exactly do you say it without saying, I love it. this is such a bad design. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Harry. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. yeah. It was just something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. You would have thought we'd have uh, heard of that sooner. <laughs> and, that, that was a happy moment for sure. I'm kind of surprised something like that didn't happen in that show. Right. And Asta catches him wondering if he was leaving without saying goodbye. And Harry tells her he didn't want to. I love it. It's like he almost was going to say something nice. Right. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to. It's yeah. like so close, Harry. So yeah. close to being a nice, normal guy. Yeah. She tells him she's glad he's such a huge weirdo and his talent for <laughs> unleashing chaos in his life is strong as ever. But she thinks she's better for having known him. <laughs> And he tells her... It was so sweet. Yes, it was. Very heartfelt. And he tells her she's weird, too, and Asta opens her arms 
<laughs> Harry, not realizing that she wants a hug, he opens her arms too. So they're both standing there with her arms open. So she gives him a hug. And right at that time, Isabella shows up and asks to informs him that his wife is there. I love it. Harry goes, if we run, she can't catch both of us. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. And you kind of feel like Asta would have been like, wait, what? But yeah, exactly. And Asta informs Ella, Isabella that the new doctor has arrived and Harry is free. And of course, Isabella is excited, but Harry informs her that he still has stuff. But of course, she wants to help him with it. I don't think that's going to work out well. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. And so we go to the high school where Liv thanks Kate and tells her they only need to ask him a few questions oh my gosh this was so awkward yes i have the word awkward really <laughs> big in my note yeah kate tells him he may be a bit of a stoner but do they really think he's running a drug ring no they aren't telling him the truth or her the truth mike tells her that everybody's innocent until proven guilty unless they're guilty <laughs> you go yeah we know where you're coming from mike they're guilty until you're proven innocent. Yeah, and uh, seriously, like, I know I'm not the only one going, what? Yeah. <laughs> Kate gives I'm him you. 10 minutes as he's failing her history class. And then Mike tells Liv their approach will be good cop, bad cop, and Liv thinks they'll, they're like the dynamic duo until Mike informs her that he's going to be the good cop and the bad cop, and she's going to guard the perimeter. You. Yeah jerk student right right and then the way he starts acting in there i know um, yeah (laughs) and you wonder why the kid won't talk to you because the kid thinks you're probably doped up yes (laughs) you're schizophrenic especially when you start talking about tinder and grinder and stuff it's like what is wrong with you what are you showing that kid exactly i was seriously like oh god no please stop please yeah student walks up to Liv, who comments on the sweater she's wearing and the girl returns the compliment on Liv's shirt something Liv didn't know she needed to hear yeah i thought that was kind of sweet though absolutely we go over to the 59 where (laughs) darcy is telling judy that she isn't psychic and judy tells her that she had a dream about a cat and the first thing she saw the next morning was a cat well of course you sleep with your cat (laughs) judy goes exactly oh my god the whole thing with judy now i'm sorry but those two just crack me up together oh i know (laughs) harry and isabella enter and sit at a booth and darcy brings over menus and says hi Not knowing that (laughs) Isabella doesn't know that Darcy knows Harry, Isabella introduces her husband and Darcy informs her that she knows him as he checked her tonsils once. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, and Harry's just like, huh? What? (laughs) Isabella forgot that this is a one-doctor town and Harry probably knows everyone. And Harry proceeds to point out everybody that knows him by their disease, cancer, barren womb, heart disease, guy who pees himself, and one nut. One nut. (laughs) And Darcy tells him that she'll bring over a couple beers once she's done with Mrs. Chlamydia. (laughs) You hear, Judy? Yeah. That's Miss Chlamydia. (laughs) Yeah, I just in the background, that's Miss Chlamydia. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, Isabel tells Harry that since he's not the town doctor anymore, why don't they sell the cabin and go back to New York? Ooh, has a look on his face. Oh, yeah. But before we get to that, we go back to the high school, and yeah, Mike goes 
all wackadoodle on the kid, and he's just staring at him, looking like you are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And Mike joins Liv in the car, telling her the kid must work for the CIA. (laughs) And then Liv informs him of this whole operation as she got the info from a couple of kids. Oh my God, she had a lot of information. Oh yeah, the dealer is the the pharmacist, and you have to leave the money behind the third stall in the bathroom, and so nobody knows exactly who is who. (laughs) And of course, Mike has to say, well, was a great idea to have you wait outside. I was you. thinking 10 <laughs> steps ahead. It's like, where you know? Yeah. And thinking it must be an inside job, they see Jay leaving and Liv wonders why Asta didn't put her on the list of suspects. We gonna find out. So we go back to the 59 and Isabella tells Harry she thinks going back to New York would be the best for him. Harry tells her he hates it there, which she disagrees until he mentions 9-11. Then yeah, get- what, name one thing you hate. Yeah, 9-11. Oh, well. Then Ethan and Asta then enter with Ben giving Ethan a history lesson. And then we start getting more and more of... Ethan's ego is he's got to mention he was on the rowing team in Australia in 2000, which, of course, makes Darcy mention that she skied Torino in 2006. We get this, the 59, and Ethan goes, well, I've done my homework. I know what that means. Of course, Harry gets up and says, no, it was 60. They all died. They were all crushed to death. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. Can you, can you stop, Harry? Because that's not a good thing going no. on like that. <laughs> And Isabella gets up to take Harry home, but of course, Ethan's got to speak French to her, and they have a little conversation. And this is just too much for green-eyed Harry to take, and he decides it's time to go. Until Asta mentions getting on a horse and jousting or arm wrestling, which of course gives Harry an idea. Ethan, of course, says, oh, we're neither one of us are into macho yet. I always talk again. Really? Yeah. Really? (laughs) So here he goes to the end of the bar and puts his hand out to arm wrestle. (laughs) And it's fortunate that Ethan didn't get his arm ripped off, but Harry does dislocate his shoulder. Well, I mean, come on. It started even more awkward when he starts with, I beat my wife. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Isabella goes, in arm wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Judy wanted them both to take their shirts off, too. Oh, yeah. Shirts, no shirts. Right. (laughs) And Harry just doesn't understand why no one's cheering him on. Ethan asks to help pop her back, pop it back in, not pop her in. And she does with Darcy's help. Judy Ugh, gives that, Ethan- that was like painful to yes. me, and I know it wasn't even real. Yeah. Of course, Judy gives Ethan a clap, and Harry gives himself one. Yeah, this is not going to go well no. with those two both <laughs> in the same town. Nope. And we go the next day at the cabin. Isabella wakes up and gets a big smile on her face as she turns to find Harry not in bed. She walks into the kitchen to find Harry has made her coffee just the way she likes it with, what, almond milk and... And conflict-free sugar. sugar, Oh, no, oat milk and conflict-free sugar. I don't know what conflict-free sugar is. No. (laughs) And oat milk doesn't sound appealing. Like, I'm not too keen on almond milk. No. But, like, it just sounds weird. Yeah. 
But I don't have allergies, so hey, if you have allergies and that's what you got to drink, that's cool. Yep. Harry tells her that she was right, that leaving the clinic is the best thing for them. And she asks, what romantic things will they do with their free time? (laughs) I just felt like he cringed when she's like, what else can we do together? Yes. And Harry replies they could build a fire and then goes into graphic detail of having sex without it being... Romantic in any way, shape, or form. Oh my god. This was the weirdest thing. And at first she's like, oh yeah, wait, what? Yes. (laughs) And Isabella's about to tell Harry that it sounds... And she falls to the floor because of spiked coffee. Yeah. It's probably better because who knows if she would have said that sounds amazing. Right. I'd have been like, all right, that's it. Yep. (laughs) She's some sort of weird government plant. Yep. He drags her back to the bedroom and puts her on the bed telling her goodnight, his hairless monkey. (laughs) And I don't even want to know what that's referencing. (laughs) And he goes to the mountain and he's going to the mountain and don't wake up before he gets back or ever. Yes, drops. Yeah, I'm assuming the sleeping pills. Right, puts them in the drawer. Then we find Darcy waking up and telling the birds to shut up, getting the feeling she's not at home. I was going to say, like, the second she woke up, did you feel like, oh, no, Darcy, you didn't? Yes. (laughs) Because that's what I was like, okay. I mean, she's totally, totally available. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, (laughs) this is probably going to bite you in the butt. Yep. And she rolls over only to find a picture of Ethan and Africa and says, oh, no. (laughs) She dresses and heads for the door only to find Ethan has made breakfast. Yeah, overachiever. Yes. He tells her he had a really good time last night and she'd play it cool, but he thinks she's awesome. Darcy I'm sorry, but he was like, oh, my God. Oh, I made blueberry pancakes and fresh grease, orange juice and fresh print pressed coffee and something quiche and i would have made bread but i didn't have time yeah i know <laughs> and the look on her face it's i feel like pure says it all. <laughs> because I, I don't know i don't think this would be normal i just met you even first date behavior right <laughs> no <laughs> so she takes the plate and tells him bye and leaves as a dismayed ethan looks on <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. It's not even like, yeah, I'll just get some juice to go. You took his actual plate, plate. girl. It's not even like it's a paper plate. No. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm going to take this and go. Thanks. Bye. And we go to this the sheriff's crazy. office where Mike puts Jay's picture on his murder board and then grabs another picture but discovers he's out of push pins. So, of course, he stomps out of the his office, goes to Mitching look for Liv. Mitch, yeah, complaining the whole time. He finds her jamming to some music in a storage closet that has her murder, murder board set up, which is way larger and much more intricate than Mike's. Yeah, and she's got way more, like, ideas of what the heck is happening. Right. Mike pulls one Because he's just like, it's a serial killer. Yeah. Yes. He pulls out one of the earbuds and asks her what she's doing. I'm just hanging out. Did you make your own murder board? No. (laughs) Well, it says Sam's murder at the top. (laughs) Oh, oh, right. And Mike notices... Delivery method insulin. And Liv explains that Sam was diabetic and botulism is injectable. Liv explains that their current timeline has the murderer at Sam's office at the time of his death. 
But maybe if insulin is the method of delivery, all he or she would need to do would be to inject it into the insulin vial and wait for Sam to take his insulin. Sounds that like makes sense. Liv is onto something here. And even though Liv says it's stupid, Mike finally can't say anything bad and tells her that she's done a good job. He's shocked that she's smarter than him. <laughs> I think it's finally dawning on him that, oh, maybe She's I shouldn't be such a jackass because yeah, she help. knows stuff. Yeah. Now, before we jump in, because she's talking about the botulinum toxin, I wasn't sure and I had to look it up. Botox is a form of botulinum toxin. Right. So I was wondering, and here's my tinfoil hat theory, people. <laughs> ready? If the wife was using Botox... Right. Like at home, kind of off the books because she had Harry's, I'm sorry, Sam's prescription pad and wrote one for herself or something. Right. And he accidentally injected himself thinking it was insulin because he grabbed the wrong bottle. Ooh. That's... So technically, it's not murder then. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so there you that's go. That's my tinfoil hat theory. That's a nice one. So we see Darcy in a helicopter. And <laughs> you go, what? She tells the pilot that she's stuck at the 59, but they need to release that cornice buildup before the weather turns bad. And then she notices Harry on the mountain and wonders what he's doing. And Harry finds something. And you seen like how he was walking. It's a very square pattern he was right. doing. Yes. And Harry finds something, but doesn't think that the signal is quite right, but digs anyway and finds the final piece to his ship. But, of course, the helicopter lands. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. Quick, quick, into the bag. Into the bag. He gets it in the bag before Darcy gets out. And Darcy tells him he can't be up here. Didn't he see the signs? There's crevices <laughs> up here. And you see him starting to make a face. And that's what well, the signs are for. Well, when she said the whole crevice thing, I'm like, oh, maybe that's where your, thing, your ship or the piece landed. Right. It went into a crevice. A crevasse. <laughs> yeah. That's what the signs are for. And... Harry just keeps making that strange face, and he asks her about his about his smile, and she tells him they have to fly him off the mountain. And we get another flashback, this time two weeks ago in New Mexico. David says he followed the trajectory, and the ship should be right here. Now, of course, Lisa gives him some crap about it not being there and takes his pad. Looking at the map, and she gets frustrated and just tosses it. And of course, it Do goes. Do you get a mic and live feel with those two? <laughs> just a little bit, just opposite. Where David's the meek one and Lisa's the aggressive yes. one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so David runs to the RV, and Lisa has no clue what he's doing. Well, he's smart. He grabs the fire extinguisher and shoots it at the ship to know where it's at. And so she calls the general and tells her that she found. You oh my God, I can't biatch. stand this woman already. <laughs> no, <laughs> this isn't going to be good for Harry. And then we get bowling league with the girls. And we see Liv kiss a bowling ball before rolling a strike as Darcy and Asta's sister Kayla celebrate. Asta I wanted her to be up against Mike so bad right oh, there. Oh, I know. <laughs> I bet she could beat him. Asta joins oh, sure. in and apologizes for being late, and Kayla tells her not to look, but Jimmy's over there with the Russian mail-order bride. Asta says she could care less, and then we have to have a little talk. Liv and Asta sit down, and Liv has to ask her something, but she has to be honest with her. And she wants to know why she left Jay's name off the list, and Asta's 
says she's sorry, and but she knows Jay's a good kid. And Lip tells her it don't look good if you're protecting her. Well, I get it because Esther doesn't want to tell her either why she left her name off the list. I mean, right. not just she's a good kid, but I think it's going to end up coming out. Right. And I don't know how that's going to end up. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure if Liv finds out, she's not going to tell anybody. But if Mike finds out, Mike's got a loud mouth that'll just like blurt it out at the wrong time. Yes. Like you thought it was bad with Harry. I feel like Mike would be worse. Right. Well, Liv informs her that they're going to have to bring her in for questioning, which startles Astra. But Liv tell her, tells her she's not saying she did it, but there weren't that many people with access to Sam's office, and whoever stole those pads are someone you know. Oh, are they really? Yeah, I'm saying, thinking, yeah, probably. Now, of course, Billy makes enough noise to interrupt their conversation as he's dancing with his new girlfriend, but of course looks over to make sure they noticed. Oh, yeah. And when uh, Asta has to talk to, to him, oh, you seen that? Really? Right. Everybody's seen it. That's your point, isn't it? You think you're going to make her jealous and she'll come back? Yeah, but Asta questions him about playing cards with Sam at the office when she was working late and asks if he took the pad. I wasn't even thinking him. No. But I wouldn't be too surprised. Oh, hell no. He denies it, but she knows better. And as Becky joins them, Billy wants to leave, but Asta stops her and warns her about Billy, and the girls chime in too. But unfortunately, Kayla wasn't recording. Hey, <laughs> come back. We want to get this on. <laughs> but that girl does look like, oh, wait, this, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> so we go see Harry in the basement as he puts the final piece on his anti-gravitational unit, which we will put on his ship tonight. Then all he needs... To complete his mission is his device. I wish that cars fix themselves like that. Right. <laughs> you just put the piece there and, and it's like, it you just, just back yeah. together. I'm like, I would be able to fix things then myself. Programmable matter. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he thinks everyone will know he is better than Ethan, but then realizes everyone will be dead. So how will they know? He has to work on that one. <laughs> Isabella, Isabella calls to him and asks what he's doing. What's he doing out there? And all Harry can say is coffee. Isabella can't remember the last time she slept the whole day away. And Harry tells her she looks bad and that it must be Colorado fever as he drugs her coffee again. I've never heard of Colorado fever. That's one of the symptoms. <laughs> she tells him that she didn't know what to expect when she came up here, but she never could have guessed that he'd be as changed as he is, like a different person now, and decides she needs to lay down while she sips on her coffee. Harry hears her hit the floor in the bedroom and gets in his truck. Yeah, I thought that's funny when you hear thong. <laughs> oh, we yeah. We go to a hangar in New Mexico where the general meets the operatives in the hangar and asks where the ship is. Of course, David tells him it's right there, then turns on the ultraviolet light. Oh, because she got mouthy real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I she wasn't ready for games. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, Linda Hamilton as the kind of bad guy here. Yes. I liked it. Though. Yes. <laughs> I did. I liked her. The general walks around the ship and stops and pulls out the Polaroid of the ship she saw with her father. And you can tell she's finally resolved that childhood <laughs> quandary she had. 
but she's so ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I feel like okay, you've gotten this, and you know very well that you're not going to be able to keep that kind of thing quiet. So it's going to all be taken away from you, and then what? You're going to have a fit. Yeah, that's but at I least think. she didn't know that it was true. It's and I real. think that's the the big thing with her is she knows that it's true. And because yeah, if the upper government would have gotten there and gotten the ship, they'd have never known. Yeah, true. She's a general, and she would have been left out of the loop. And she tells them to secure the landing site, as the alien will have to return. And sure enough, Harry pulls up to the site, gets out of his truck, and the ship isn't there. And of course, we hear Lisa wanting to know, who is this guy? <laughs> and gives the order to bring him in, but if he gives him any trouble, kill him. Yeah, again, I do not like this girl. No. And we see a car pull up and just get right on top of Harry. They stop inches. And I really thought he was just going to bend down, grab that car and toss it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, who's in the car? Because the way the car like pulled up really fast. Right. I feel like this could kind of save him. So like they don't think he's an alien. Like they'll think right. it's like a drug deal or something. Yeah. Good. Because yeah, you had all the military in the woods yeah. with their guns pointed at him. So, you know, I kind of figured it was probably some more black ops, but who knows? But like <laughs> whose car is that? Like right. I didn't recognize it. No, not at so all. So maybe it's Dr. Ethan. That would be like something he's, else. He's following him and he's like, I don't know jealous or he knew Harry before there's something like I feel like something is definitely going on and whoever's in the car is not going to be the Air Force people oh crap I'm glad you said that I think that might have been Asta's car <gasps> really yeah like she's following him thinking yeah. something's up yeah and like they start fighting or something but yeah. basically I think it'll save him right so, yep. I kind of like that <laughs> yeah so this should be interesting how that comes comes about oh yeah <laughs> i guess we'll see we kind of went long on this one because it was like oh my god there was so much happening yes there was i kept trying to cut and cut and cut and just, no i can't cut it's that just, out that's important there, i know there was just it was so good and I, it very hard to not talk about every little piece with this right um because it, i feel like this is turning into a big like a big puzzle where like little pieces are falling into place and it's like but who is this who could this be and like i said this car it, it's the last moment right but i totally think this is a big deal yeah so i guess we'll find out yeah sure will i can't wait for next week <laughs> oh my gosh okay steve did we get any feedback to talk about all the craziness that's happening oh yes we did this is gonna be a double jazz feedback episode as we also got feedback for episode six so let's hear what Jazz thought of the episode. Hello, this is Jazz with a review of Season 1, Episode 6 of Resident Alien. First off, let me say that I loved the fact that Liv got all the information needed at the high school just from chatting up all the students and finding out how it was done and, you know, exactly the particulars you needed. And that's pretty impressive considering she's a cop. And you don't always want to tell people who are cops about your illegal doings. Maybe it was just hypothetically, this is how it's done. So then they don't get sent up the river for being a rat or participating in illegal activities. 
So that way she could get the info. And once again, the sheriff was like, yeah, sure, that's it. It was a good thing I left you to do nothing because, see, now you got all the info. But I love the fact that he kept kept getting the phrases wrong in terms of Tinder and Grinder, and those phrases were correct, but I'm pretty sure he didn't want to know those sites. So it was kind of weird he was using the teenager for tech support. <laughs> Tell me more about this. How come this doesn't work? <laughs> and of course, he couldn't crack the kid, and Liv does the awesome job of getting all the info anyways. And, you know, that's that's just very cool. Props to her. And uh, later on in the episode... I'm going to jump around like Shonda sometimes, which I fully support. Later on in the episode, the sheriff finds out she has her own murder board. And instead of telling her that she's stupid or horrible, like she mentions already, he's like, no, actually, this is really good. Good job, Deputy. I think that's the only time I've heard him say something nice. And, you know, she did a little happy dance. You could almost hear the the Snoopy music in the background, because that's what I think of personally. If you hear a kitty in the background, that's Squeaker saying hi. And anyways, good job, Liv is just awesome. And she was very happy and, and progress is being made. So that's, that's awesome. I love it. And I thought it was also very clever for the injection of the insulin, which is something the doctor would definitely need being a diabetic to be put in there. He's not going to check it. He's going to think everything's perfectly fine because it's in his office. So, you know, they, maybe they took a syringe and put it into the insulin bottle because if it's clear, that would kind of be hard to notice. And you probably aren't inspecting all of them since you were used to doing with those. You're sort of complacent because it's in your office. And then it was a ticking time bomb, like Liv said. So that's a, a masterful stroke of, of uh, knocking somebody off. I don't think I've heard that on any other show, sci-fi or otherwise, as a motive for murder. So, and probably very hard to trace. Unless you kept the bottle, which you can't imagine they did. So very, very good props to all the writers. I thought it was cool that Harry is now over his fondness for his wife and the other humans that he felt a fondness for in town, since he is still continuing with the process to build his weapon and, you know, nuke everybody, essentially. Uh, So it's like, okay, you were making such progress and you slide back. But uh, he still has human tendencies since he's incredibly jealous of the new doctor. So much so that he breaks, almost doesn't break his arm. He dislocates the shoulder, which just is painful to even look at, even if it is fake. So there's a little bit of machismo pride in there, which I don't know if he would have that if he was in his alien form. You know, something to consider. I thought it was also very smart that he probably now takes sleeping pills to help him get his recommended nine hours of sleep. And was he's put a Mickey in his wife's drink, which made her go to sleep. That's a reference to doctoring a drink. So anyways, that's how he could go to the mountain. I thought that was well done. I thought the title of the episode should have been Where Babies Come From, literally. Because he have a small warning going, if you didn't want your kids to know, don't watch this episode or surprise. <laughs> so, or, you know, hey, I didn't want to tell you, so just watch this episode of Resident Evil. I mean, Resident Alien. That'd be different. You know, here are the birds and the bees talk. Watch this five minute snippet. That would definitely be interesting. I'm sure some parents would be like, please, let me use this. Because you never want to chat about that with your kids because it's uncomfortable. But it's a necessary evil for kids, cousins, anybody's of the age. So anyways, I thought it was awesome. The cool, it was very cool that the gals were actually in their own bowling league and that their hi-fi uh, chant was destroy, which I just thought was perfect. <laughs> and not what you would think. They're all dressed in pink and matching outfits. 
So, you know, probably all have the specific bowling shoes and everybody probably has their own bowling ball. So I am not in a league, nor do I join one, but I do have a friend who does, and that's all the stuff she had. Lots of money in that. Anyways, I spend my not scuba diving. So uh, it makes sense that the general was actually the little girl that we see in the beginning of the episode, because she still has that Polaroid, and tying it all together, I thought that was very awesome. So, you know, kept the Polaroid, definitely an 80s feel to it. Um, I don't know if they have an Area 51 type uh, device that would be able to see through Harry's conversion into a human and be able to see that there's alien DNA mixed in. Or maybe it's just really good camouflage or he literally physically changes and it's no camouflage at all. So, but something to consider. And uh, if the doctor is so awesome and has done all these things, why is he in a podunk little town? So is is it like Northern Exposure where he's paying off his you know, medical bills. But if that were the case, then he, they wouldn't need Harry. And he looks too old to be a resident intern. So it couldn't be until waiting until his school was up. So I'm sure though, that'll be a wrinkle. It might be that he was sent there by the general in the first place or, you know, any number of reasons. As always, enjoying the show has lots of twists and turns you don't expect, but that's part of the fun. I love the fact that it also has humor to it. And the fact that you know, they found the ship by throwing an iPad. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Uh, you know, would have been a snake, I would have bit you. But anyways, enjoyed the podcast also. Hope you all well. And once again, this is Jazz. Thanks. Yeah, Jazz, it was really great to see Liv get at least a little bit of... Um, credit. Credit, yes, exactly. Now, I 100% agree, except Jazz, I'm going to have to disagree because I 100% think that this is a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt don't very think serious. anything's going to come of it. Yeah, I doubt very seriously this is going to have a major effect on how Mike treats Liv, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think it just took him by such surprise and the fact that she had come up with the uh possible murder route that he didn't know what to say it's not like oh that's stupid but it was like oh i hadn't thought of that right so i think it just it took him by such surprise that he had to give her credit yeah it's like oh that's great now will that credit go forward no i 100 percent think he's going to revert back to his normal douchey self Oh, absolutely. But it just <laughs> proves that she is that so much smarter than he is. Yes, yes. I love Liv. I was actually watching the episode and I messaged Steve. I'm like, oh my God, Liv is awesome. So, yes. <laughs> And the whole bowling thing with them, I think is hilarious. But I mean, that's something altogether different. Like her attitude, she doesn't have an attitude, I should say. It's like the way she kind of flows in and out just seems more natural. Right. Like she's a deputy and she's talking to the kids and she's bowling, you know, like talking to her friends. Like that just seems like a natural way people would act right it makes again that sounds weird saying it this talking way to her yeah and you know we mentioned you know, Mike, darcy mentioned that <laughs> earlier in the season was that yeah people can talk to her yeah and mike is like cuckoo for cocoa puffs yeah he, and let me tell you i did actually tweet that and he replied yeah. i'm like i think you're borderline crazy you super weirdo or something like that is how i tweeted and he's like what do you mean borderline and he posted the picture of him pulling the kids over because they didn't use hand signals on their bike. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, he even knows that his his uh his character is totally cuckoo. So Oh yeah, he plays it. I up thought so that was well. funny. <laughs> 
we actually had a lot of the cast retweet us or like answer us, by the way, this yes. episode, in case you didn't notice. Yeah, Liv LV liked a couple did. of my tweets as well. So Yeah, Corey answered, LV answered because I said, oh my God, I, I can't deal with morning people. Right. <laughs> like, I am not a morning person. And she happened to reply, um, there's a lot of different types of humans. Now, it was weird to me personally, and I know I'm off topic. Sorry, Jazz. <laughs> Follow the squirrel. That LV specifically said there's various types of humans. I'm like, oh, is she trying to tell us something? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Tinfoil hat came out quick when I seen that tweet. I was like, hmm, what does this mean? Right. So, and I, I could really sorry. see <laughs> a parent using Harry's description of what he's <laughs> going to do to Isabel as the talk. <laughs> but 100% jazz, I I hope that parents aren't letting their kids watch this because of some of the stuff. I mean, not just the random language, because I mean, it's later, whatever. Right. I mean, I honestly, I think most kids have heard the language, but sure. yeah, random stuff like that. The foldouts, um, <laughs> yeah, and trying to get her bra off, and the uh, role play. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Right. So I really hope people aren't letting their little kids watch this. Yeah, you're not little kids. <laughs> Although yeah. teenagers, you know what? okay, I, but <laughs> I told you before, I snuck out of my room and like hid next to the couch when my my dad was watching Creep Show. Right. So like, you never know what the kids are doing. Oh yeah. Like I, I crawled down the hall so I could go watch Creep Show. You weren't the I only was one. like nine. <laughs> I was like nine. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> Pete, sneak so, in and watch whatever the parents were watching yep so been yeah, there maybe done that the kids are sneaking in and watching this and then the next day they're going to bust themselves out because mom yeah. i have a question <laughs> exactly what does it mean when <laughs> they put a pill on somebody's drink wait what and yeah mickey that's great because i know I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. So exactly. uh, thanks for explaining that. So we don't have to. I'm just thinking, man, those are super sleeping pills. Yes, absolutely. Because, man, she went down fast. Yeah. Well, Jazz, we're glad you're enjoying the show as we are and looking forward to hearing what you think about the next episode. Thanks, Jazz. Well, you know how we feel. We want to know how you feel. So shoot us your thoughts at contact us or sci-fi talk either way at fangirlzone.com and we will listen to it or read it and answer on air because this is so good <laughs> and while you're at it if you can write and review us on itunes and every other platform you find us on which by the way i'm finding us on more and more platforms yep as i'm searching through my pod player to to uh play in the car uh so find us Find us in the future. Yes, and I know oh, some of our rain. listeners to this show have went and listened to some of uh, our episodes of Happy, so... Oh, my gosh. Yes, I I'm hope sorry. you can find it online and <laughs> enjoy it as much as we did. <laughs> oh, if you haven't watched Happy, go watch it. It's yes. something else. Yes. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, good ratings and reviews. Help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show because it's so good. And I'm thinking that was a lot of word of mouth that got us up to the 10th Ten slot for yes. episode five. five. I mm -hmm. think we can get to number one. Yes. So let's do it. And we hope you're enjoying our podcast. And please tweet along with us on Wednesdays at 
hashtag resident alien. Yep. And uh, of course, you can find all of our contact information over at www.fangirlzone.com on our contacts page. But we are everywhere. We're like Borg. Um, <laughs> we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Tumblr on occasion. And like I said, pretty much every single podcatcher out there has us and it's yep. really interesting finding us so for this episode of sci-fi talk i am sean fangirl and i'm steve you know it i know it the navy just admitted it but if the crash evidence goes up the chain of command it will be swallowed up in a classified black hole and until next time <laughs>